From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And today, part one in our series with the team coaches uh, going into team selections, we're visiting with Eric Rolls, Park City, Utah. Eric, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, thanks, George. Happy to be here. So, Eric, as we were chatting before we started recording, you've been with the national team since 2008. And what I really want to chat with uh, the coaches about is how the team has changed you, how you've grown as being a part of the team. What was it like for you back in 08 when you first joined? Yeah, it feels so long ago. I mean, I guess 12, 12 years, almost 13 years is long ago. But I remember getting on the team and just, you know, I was I was full of energy and passion and felt like I wanted to, uh, you know, change the world somehow. <laughs> just, just thinking I could join the team and have this great platform to, you know, make some sweeping changes that I really was passionate about. And, uh, you know, it took a couple of years to figure out that trying to make some change on a big scale takes time. Uh, it takes effort and it, it takes a lot of support from others too. Um, and this was a time when the dip, the different disciplines operated a little more separately than we do now as one team. And so we would come up with all sorts of projects we wanted to do as a snowboard discipline. And, uh, you know, that was essentially it. We brainstorm, okay, what do we want to do for the next four years? How can we make a difference? And, you know, anything little ideas to huge pie in the sky ideas and then we would you know try to try to execute those things and it took time and it felt like over the course of the last 12 years there was always projects that carried over to the next team which definitely uh created some desire to continue on with the team you know, it's like, oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, I'll try out again. This project's not done yet. I want to keep going. This one is getting close. I want to be a part of this. You know, and it just kept carrying over. I felt like we, we were never done with the, the big ideas that we had, uh, wh- how we wanted to, you know, make an effect on, uh, on snow sports education in the industry. And you had big ideas, but do you feel like uh, those ideas have come to fruition? Yeah, some have. And some of them I just had to really, like, recalibrate to see what was possible. Um, You know, uh, for example, there was a point when, you know, I had this big desire to make teaching snowboarding cool to the rest of the industry and really trying to prove that we could teach high level lessons too. It's not just about, you know, teaching beginners, which we're often looked at like from other industry, um, businesses or partners like, well, well, your job is to teach beginners. And it just took me a while to kind of like recalibrate that. Um, until a fellow team member, Chris Hargrave was like, no, that is our role. Let's stop trying to be something we're not. And we're going to feed the industry in a way that is going to give us respect within the rest of the industry 
if we do if we create uh, more retention of snowboarders and really you know drive the beginners in our sport to be lifelong participants and that that really that really stuck with me and i really you know kind of rehoned my my focus and and sort of my purpose and what i felt like the team should do and you know that that was a great impetus for making change that was more in our control instead of big you know big overarching ideas and trying to change the the brand of what we represented in AASI, which I feel like we did. We had a great partnership with Transworld. We're we're picking up new pool sponsors. You know, um, we had we made some great strides in that arena. It just it wasn't the thing that we could affect the most. And it was until then that we really had to, you know, kind of refocus on what can we affect. So, Eric. What over your time with the team to this point is something that you're really the most proud of that uh, has happened? Yeah, I think back to, you know, the coach's leadership under Lane Clegg uh, in 2012 when, you know, we started playing around the idea of like, you know, what makes up a great instructor you know, what are the components of the great, uh, a great instructor? And I remember him posing the question of like, Hey, why are some of the most requested instructors not the most certified? What is it about them? What is it about them that makes them so successful? If it's not certification, what is it? And that really pushed us into this, um, you know, this idea around like, Oh, it's their soft skills. Oh, it's, skills and you know really having a say in kind of what those components were as we were looking at okay we know there's technical skills but are they really the most important you know oh there's teaching skills those are important what's the most important and at the time our bias towards people skills and it was it was later that you know we really looked at like how all of those three skill sets, uh, technical teaching and people, uh, you know, intersected and created a great instructor. And then, um, and now we, I look at what we've accomplished and how much more detailed and how much more we've organized and categorically laid out, uh, these different skill sets. And now as it's evolving to how we evaluate our instructors, I just feel like what we're doing is more relevant to the job than it ever has been. And that certainly brings a lot of pride to how far we've come. And watching these different teams, you know, all the way back from 2000 since I was on the team the first term, you know, has evolved into working more together as one team and really putting our heads together collectively to really talk about, you know, what what makes a great instructor. And, uh, yeah, I'm super proud of that. There's a lot of projects that 
I'm very proud of to be involved with. But I think on like a larger scale, that one seems to have the most longevity and have, has made the most effect uh, on the direction of our organization. And I'm all in. I'm all in. And it's it's super exciting. And we're going to continue to evolve it, too. I think we're just going to continue to evolve that into even better things. So, How do you feel personally you've most developed in your writing and teaching uh, since you've become a part of the team? Yeah, I think, you know, like, like many of us that are chasing a career, you know, it takes time uh, to discover things about yourself that you can improve upon. For me, I excelled exponentially just being around such talented people, just being around such talented people to know more about what my blind spots were. And, you know, for, for a while I was on this quest to really be able to present these really conceptual topics. And then I, I kind of, I feel like I swung the pendulum too far and it wasn't until I was, you know, receiving feedback from peers and other trainers, uh, that I'd be, um, working with that were like, well, it was a little cerebral, you know, oh, it was a little conceptual for me, you know, things a little more concrete, tangible. So, Lately, I've been trying to really hone it in to find a good balance, you know, especially these conceptual topics like people skills, teaching skills, you know, it's not what our 10,000 hours are in. Our 10,000 hours are in teaching skills to students, fellow instructors, trainers. So that's an easy default. So I really push myself towards the conceptual side of presentations but then I veered, I think, too far, and now I'm really trying to hone it in to make sure there's really defined outcomes, really defined takeaways at the end that make the summary so much easier and that have those little nuggets that they, that they show up for those clinics for, that they walk away and they say, I learned this from you. It's not like I learned an idea or a concept. I learned that if I do this, very concrete thing i'm going to get this as an outcome and that within a conceptual topic is is what i've been working on and uh i think the the experience i had in china was huge because you had to say things very simply and you had a translator so you had this you know this in-between person to convey your point and i couldn't get conceptual and it really helped honed hone my skills to, to make it really, uh, really concrete, um, with the takeaways. So I continue to work on that. I made some strides this year with some level three, uh, MA clinics, level three teach clinics, which is kind of my nemesis because depending on how you set it up, it's only as good as like what's being presented back. Like people beat you up in the, scores if they didn't have an engaging time depending on how you facilitated everyone getting a chance to teach and so i really you know really trying to push more towards this less is more like get them to have three or four really solid takeaways instead of trying to give everything you know and i feel like it is certainly a skill for me more of a skill to hold back information 
then to give them information. And that's, that's been a big point of my development more recently is like, what do I withhold to give them really clear outcomes at the end of this clinic? And hopefully they'll come back to get more at another time. It's not my only time to deliver everything that I think they should know. So that's, that's been it. It's, it's really cool that like, um, I feel, I feel great about that discovery and that, and that I'm making a difference in that way. And I'm getting, uh, feedback that supports that, that, you know, at the end of the clinic, when I can say, what did we learn today? And they, and I have the participants do the summary and there's really defined outcomes. That's a huge win for me. That is a, a huge win. And that tells me that I continue to develop in a positive way. So Eric, now as coach of the team, how are you going to bring these things that you've learned in to really provide a great leadership role uh, among the uh, people that you're working with? Well, first of all, I've got a great assistant coach, Tony Macri, and he balances me out so well, you know, and and he brings strengths uh, that are my weaknesses. And I think that's going to be a great partnership that'll continue to grow, you know, as, as we're leading uh, a team uh, into this next three years. And, you know, I look at, I look at what we're trying to accomplish. And so we've got all these great materials that this, this last, this current team has really developed a lot of details around. And I feel like our charge is to get this out to the membership and we need, we need folks that can present really concrete information. We need folks that can present really conceptual information. Like I meant people skills and tech or uh, teaching skills. So as we go into this next tryout, I'm looking for candidates that can do both along the, that spectrum of concrete and conceptual uh, delivery within their presentation. We're looking for people that can do really defined tasks and we're looking for people that can interpret information and create tasks. You know, so I think, you know, to answer your question as, as I've learned more about myself and how to blend some really, you know, concrete takeaways with a conceptual topic, you know, I feel like if we have a well-rounded team and with people that have strengths in either of those and then can do them at a base level, you know, um, can do both, then, you know, I feel like I can share my, my journey, my development path with them to help, you know, strengthen their skill set as well. And then I'm hopeful that we're going to pick people on the team that have strengths that are, you know, beyond what Tony and I have to offer that we can leverage to learn from too. And that we can, you know, showcase their skills to help their members of the team grow. So I think there's this really cool opportunity to, you know, not just pick up the people that have like skills, but 
but really try to pick a group of people that have a, a breadth of skills and um, within each within their own skill set and within each other as individuals. And that's how we're all going to develop and grow. And um, I I get so excited when I can learn from a fellow teammate, whether I'm the coach or not. We all can learn, and we all can learn from each other. So, you know, I think my role and Tony's role is, you know, facilitating that that development, facilitating that development um, selfishly for ourselves, but also for for each person within the team. So, I think there's going to be a lot of learning uh, developing to to be had um, as the team grows together and individually as team members. And Eric, in conclusion, how about just a couple of words of advice for people who are going for team selection, level one, CS1, anyone going for uh, an assessment in the coming month? Yeah, so I I feel like people can be the most successful when they can show their best self, their most authentic self. And... um, you know, trying to get in that headspace to be able to produce when it matters, um, whether it's getting on the team or passing your level one, you know, trying to really um, be in the right headspace and, you know, through preparation and um, really approaching it, not that you're only showing your own skill set, but you're your willingness to grow within those environments too, you know, and, and, and I, I see the most success when people are, when they're very prepared and they've trained hard for it and they have enough to give others and be supportive to others in that process. And they really show up well, uh, when they can be in that mindset, that growth mindset. And, uh, I feel like it brings everyone up, including themselves and I think it's something that's really valued by the selectors, by the examiners. When you've trained hard enough and you know it so well, you have extra to give others who may be struggling a bit. And um, I would just encourage people to try to make the best of the learning experience. It's not all about getting the pin, all about making the team, although it may feel like it at the time. That's a big goal but to really embrace the, the journey as well as the experience in those environments. And um, that's when people really shine is when they, when they walk away from something and they say, I gave it my best. I had the opportunity to show my skills. I got the pin because of it. I didn't get the pin, but I, but I was able to showcase my best. I know what I have to work on now and really really trying to uh, have that growth mindset um, going into those, I feel is, is, is a great approach. Eric Rolls, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks in Breckenridge. Always a pleasure, George. Anytime. Look forward to hanging out in Breck as well. From the PSI ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.